Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Can we look at verse 8 and 9 again? Rely on God's wisdom and guidance. In verse 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I love this verse. I love this verse, and I love to remember this verse. Because it tells us that God's thoughts, listen to me. God's thoughts and God's plans and God's ways and his strategies are infinitely higher than mine. And God's thoughts and plans and ways and strategies are infinitely better in every way than mine. Can you say amen? You know, we get in a lot of trouble when we think that God thinks the way that we think. When we think that God thinks the way we think, we get in a lot of trouble. Somebody once said that God created man in his image and man has been trying to return the favor ever since. That's true, isn't it? We try to create God in our own image. God is sovereign. God is omnipotent. That means he's all powerful. And God is omniscient. That means he knows everything there is to be known. He can't learn anything. He doesn't discover anything He never says, I never knew that. He never says, "Uh uh-huh, I get it. He knows everything. And we can trust his wisdom. And we can trust his guidance because he does know everything. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's on the screen. Y'all come on, read it with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Take your pen. Trust. Let me add that verse for a second. Can I add that verse for a second? Trust means to take refuge or to have confidence. In other words, no matter what the world says and what the situation might be, we should take refuge And we have confidence in the Lord. And don't try to figure things out on your own. You know, the number one problem I've seen as a pastor is I find that people have a difficulty trusting the Lord. And it's really interesting because these same people do not have a difficulty. They have no problem trusting man. Am I right about it? People have no problem trusting man. People have a problem trusting the Lord. I've said this before. There is a huge amount of trust in going out to eat. (laughs) 
is a huge amount of trust. Do you know what they be doing in them kitchens? It's like an unspoken pact with people in restaurant business. They had the three-second rule. Y'all know what that is. If it hit the floor, you can pick it up in three seconds. It's good. It's not good. That's gross. You don't know what they be doing in the kitchen. I, I saw something yesterday. Me and Miss Elvira were looking at it. And I saw something yesterday, and I, and I said, you know what? That just made me not want to go to a restaurant ever again in my entire life. You don't know what they're doing. People trust all kinds of things. Many can trust a restaurant, but they can't trust the Lord. You can go to Golden Corral and trust Golden Corral, but you can't trust the Lord. You need prayer when you go to Golden Corral. You better pray over that intestine. You better pray. You don't know what they be putting in their food. And I hate it. I used to go. I don't go anymore. Because I remember the time that I decided I will never go to this place again. I'm standing there where they cut the steak. You know they cut the steak in the middle. And then they got all the other foods over there and all the other foods over there. And I'm standing there cutting the steak and the kitchen door is right behind where they cut the steak and the prime rib off the thingy. So I'm waiting for my steak and he gives me a little piece and I should have just left then. I'm not, I should have just said thank you Jesus and went on and ate my little steak. No, I said, you know what, can you put a little bit more on there? <laughs> you act like you bought it, put some steak on there. I paid my $7.99, I'm going to get my money worth of food. Y'all know, when you pay $7.99 and you get all you can eat, I'm going to stay there until I put on some poundage and I'm wearing my sweatpants because I need room. So I'm standing here waiting on my steak. He's cutting the steak, and then they open the kitchen door, and I saw on the kitchen, back in the kitchen, and I saw the floor, and there was... Uh, it was awful. It was, uh, <laughs> it was disgusting. They had, it looked like garbage on the floor. They ain't walking through the garbage and bringing food out. I'm like, I am getting, I'm like running up out of there, y'all. Like cartoon type running up out of there. You know, when you, your legs go up off the ground, they turn like this here. And you, <laughs> you, you, anybody know what I'm talking about? You running up out of there. No, ma'am, no, sir. Oh, we can trust Golden Corral, but you can't trust the Lord. Somebody say amen. You trust all kinds of things. You trust doctors. You have surgery. He's giving you drugs. They're cutting on you while you sleep. Amen. Y'all know I'm right about it. Trust airplane pilots. They fly you across the country. Did you give that pilot a breathalyzer before that plane took off? You did not. I don't know. He might be drunk. I don't know. Using drugs? I don't know. But the point is, there's trust. You trust your Uber driver. You trust Grubhub. Y'all say amen. Oh, I know. I'm putting the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them. Grubhub, you trust all kinds of things. People don't have a problem trusting. They have a problem trusting the Lord. Oh, that's the problem, right? That's the problem. Uh-huh. So, so what, so what, here's my question. What are you trusting in? Many 
are trusting in friends and relatives and relationships and Facebook followers. It's amazing what social media has done to people. Amen, honey. Go ahead. It's the truth. One lady, I think I told you this. This lady, she like sends me a message or something. I guess I didn't respond to it quickly enough. And with the other 4,000 people who send me a message, I don't respond that quickly enough. And she sends me another scathing message. Well, I sent you a message and I'm a believer and you're a pastor. And how dare you become a pastor, be a pastor and you don't respond to me, a seeking believer. Oh, she went in and then she said, and and I'm just I'm just going to not follow you. I'm going to unfollow you. So no need to answer my question. Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you. I sent her back a nice message, actually, because I'm a nice person. I sent her back a nice message. I said, well, I'm sorry I didn't um, answer you quick enough. I said, so, I mean, I understand unfollow. I don't know if she read it or not, because whatever, she might unfollow me first. But she, I said, it's, I understand unfollow, but I just want you to know that I'm still going to get my seven and a half hour sleep tonight. <laughs> like you, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lose no sleep. What you want me to do? I'm not looking to you. I'm not trusting in you. I don't care if everyone unfollows me. I'm not in this world to be a social media influencer. That's just not what I do. I'm a Jesus influencer. That's what I do. You got to know who you are in these streets. Right? Some men are trusting mainstream media or lamestream media. You know, write that down. What are you trusting in? Everybody trusts something. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. You know, it seems the world is out of control, doesn't it? It seems, be honest, it seems like God has lost control. It does seem that way. We know he hasn't, and we believe that he hasn't. But, but, but it seems that way, as, as, as the world seems like it just combusted. It just combust, literally just imploded. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's what it feels like. People are hurting, and families are hurting their sickness, and people have lost their businesses that they've worked all their lives for. People are struggling financially and there's a virus among us and parents are allowing their minor children to change their, tra- their gender on their birth certificates. New York State just passed a law. Things that make you go, hmm. No, not hmm. hmm. Nuts. Nuts. A child can change their identity. Go look it up and Google it. A child can go to the court and change their birth identity on their birth certificate. Our country is being threatened to be burned down by radical groups. And this is just, I'm just talking about what's in our country. We haven't talked about the world. So let's be honest. Sometimes we wonder where God is in all of this. 
God says in his word, my ways are not your ways and his thoughts are not your thoughts. Can I tell you something, saints? God is writing a story. God is writing a masterpiece. And God is giving us a little insight into the story. Where at, Pastor? Well, you remember, I think you do, Jesus and his disciples are sitting on the Mount of Olives. And the disciples ask Jesus about the end times and, and, and his coming. And it's in Matthew 24, 4 through 7. I have it for you. Stay with me. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of, are y'all with me? Wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and, and earthquakes in various places. And all of these are, watch it, the beginning of sorrows. And then they will deliver you, believer, Christian, up to tribulation and kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my namesake. And then many will be offended and betray one another and hate one another. Because lawlessness, it goes on, because lawlessness will be abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Saints, don't be deceived by the media. And don't believe the lie. There is a spirit of deception. And I don't think that there's any discerning believer if they're very honest, wouldn't say, I feel that. Maybe you can't articulate it like I can or others can. But you know, something is not right. And this does not agree with your spirit. Y'all say amen. The Bible tells us before the coming of the Lord, we've talked about this, that, that, that there'll be a period of birth pangs. Ladies, you know what that means. Before you actually give birth to that baby, there is... Pains and pangs and, and you lead up to uh, those, uh, what do you call them? Um, Braxton Hicks, yeah. Where you get those pains and you get one and five hours later you get another one and then it starts to get closer and stronger and stronger. And this is what I see happening. The coming of the Lord is near. Huh? I said the coming of the Lord is near. Am I right about it? And we are hearing of wars and rumors of wars and destruction. We're hearing a lot of talk about global issues and global rights and global solutions. In the last days, there's going to be a great spiritual deception. So it is imperative for you right now to seek the Lord. In verse, in verse 12 of Matthew 24 it tells us because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And might I say, might I say, the problem, and listen to me close, and you at home, listen to me close. The problem in our country is not racism. The problem in our country is not racism. The problem is the heart. And until you change the heart, nothing will change. Am I right about it? No movement is going to change anything. I'm going to wait while you clap your hands, saints. No movement is going to change anything. 
White guilt will not change anything. Riots and blocking of traffic and tearing down statues will not change anything. A leader rising up. I heard somebody say the other day, we need a leader. Where is the Martin Luther King of this 21st century? I heard them say, I welcome that. Don't get me wrong. But let's just keep it clear. Even if a leader rises up, it will, please listen to me. I'm almost done. Even a leader rising up will not change anything. Think about it. Martin Luther King stood up on the steps at the Lincoln Memorial, the greatest speech of the 21st century. I don't think anybody would challenge that. And some things have changed in terms of the culture and civil rights. But the heart still remains the same. Are you following me? We had the first black president in the history of our country, and that didn't change anything. No, it won't. We can't change anything without seeking the Lord, saints. We can't change anything without seeking the Lord. White lives don't matter. Y'all praying for me. White lives don't matter. Black lives don't matter. Huh? All lives don't matter. Let's just keep it 100. All lives don't matter. That's not the point. The answer is Jesus. Jesus matters. And seeking God, seeking God, please get your head around this. Please ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Seeking God is all that matters. Because if we believe as believers that heaven and earth shall pass away, then what? Then what are we doing? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we should, this is not this sermon, that we, you know, our engagement in the culture and our role as believers, I think there's some uh, level of sobriety there and some balance this balance, that's another sermon. That's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about seeking the Lord. Y'all still follow me? I'm just talking about this is the only thing I'm saying. Only thing I'm saying. Seek the Lord. Amen. That's it. God's ways, thoughts are not your thoughts. God sees the whole story, not just one page. He knows how it's all started, and he knows where it's all going. He knows the greatest conflicts that will arise, and he knows he and Jesus will save the day. He knows that he will work every evil for our good. And he knows it all. His thoughts and his ways are not like ours. They are higher and they're better. For as the heavens, verse 9, are higher than the earth, Jesus. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. So how far God's thoughts and ways are? How far? It's the distance and the difference between heaven and the earth. God's thoughts are infinitely higher than the earth, light years away. And God's ways and thoughts are on a different level than ours. He doesn't think like we think. God sees things differently. And that's why his plans are different and always work for our good. God sees things different. 
listen, just quietly close your Bible. I want to read you a story. Just quietly close your Bible. I want to read you a story. As God sees things different than we see, this story illustrates this. Two angels, two traveling angels stopped to spend the night in the home of a wealthy family. And the family was rude and refused to let the angels stay in the mansion's guest room. Instead, the angels were given a space in the coldest, in the cold basement. And as they made their bed on the hard floor, the older angel saw a hole in the wall and repaired it. And when the younger angel asked why, the older angel replied, things aren't always as they seem. Well, the next night, the pair came to rest at the home of a very important but very hospitable farmer and his wife. After sharing what little food they had, the couple let the angels sleep in their bed where they could have a good night's rest. And when the sun came up the next morning, the angels found the farmer and his wife in tears. Their only cow, whose milk had been their sole source of income, lay dead in the field. Well, the younger angel was infuriated and asked the older angel, how could you let that happen? And the first man had everything and you helped him. How could you let this happen? Well, the second family had little, but was willing to share everything and you let their cow die. And the angel said, things aren't always what they seem. When we stayed in the basement of the mansion, he goes on to say, I noticed there was gold stored in that hole in the wall. Since the owner was so obsessed with greed and unwilling to share his good fortune, I sealed the wall so he wouldn't find it. And the last night, as we slept in the farmer's bed, the angel of death came for his wife, and I gave the angel of death the cow instead. Things aren't always what they seem. We have to trust that God is working all things together for our good so we can boldly and confidently go out in the world and we can look at what's going on. And although we might disagree, we can all just patently say we trust God and we know that God is working all things together. We don't understand it and we don't have to understand it because God is under no obligation to tell you anything because you're not God. You're not on his level. Say amen. So we don't know. What do I know? What do you know? People act like they know everything nowadays. Everybody on social media. What you know? You know nothing. Say amen. amen. God knows all. Seeking God. I'm coming in right here. Right here. Seeking God is about seeking God himself. It's not about seeking religion, but seeking God. It's not about seeking an answer to prayer, but seeking God. Now, I could preach on that, but I won't. It's not about seeking health. It's seeking God. It's not about seeking money and provision. It's seeking God. It's not about seeking your feelings. We have made an idol of our feelings nowadays. How I feel has become God. If you follow me, just shake your head. How I feel has become God. Who cares how you feel? Who cares how I feel? 
You feel this way this month, you feel a different way next month. You feel this way this year, next year you feel a different way. Feelings are fleeting. The fact and the truth of God's word never changes. And we read it. My word that goes forward from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I've sent it. We have to be sure that when we're seeking God, that it is God himself that we are seeking and not any substitute. And the church said... You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.